ministry. Hallelujah. It was not an easy task starting this ministry. It wasn't an easy journey, and it came with its share of resistance. But God gave us some great, great friends and family in New York. Gave us great, great relationships. You saw Tim Delina. Well, he's a brother that I met in Detroit. Now he's pastoring Times Square Church here in Manhattan. And I met him when he formulated his church in Highland Park, Michigan in 1991. I would go in after work and help them remove all of the debris from the new facility that they bought, which used to be a triple X gay club. And, and, and they bought it, and I would go in every day after work and help them remove all of the garbage and trash, and they transformed that into a wonderful worship center. It's people like that. It's people like that. Pastor Tim Delina and, and the like. You heard from David Walker. He was one of the founding members of New York Call. Then when we started the church, we had the nerve to want to have a holy convocation. Wasn't even a year. Didn't even have 200 members, but we wanted to have a holy convocation. And, and we went to Allen Cathedral. And doctors Floyd and Elaine Flake opened up their doors wide without hesitation. And from that time to this, their arms are still open wide. We want to praise God and celebrate. We want to celebrate Greater Allen Cathedral. Doctors Floyd and Elaine Flake, PFC. PFC. You never forget the people that God used. You never forget. To this day, I can run over to Greater Island at any time with open arms. Those are the people that God has set you in place with for the support of the ministry. Amen? Amen. Not to mention, uh, 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 not to mention Zion Cathedral. I said Zion Cathedral and the memory of Bishop Frank Otherwhite and the present connection with Bishop Frank Anthon White, Mother Dr. Juliet White and the whole Zion family, PFC. God has given us favor, favor. We've done a lot in order to establish this ministry. And a lot of ministry has been formulated and birthed. I'm not preaching this morning, for I am putting myself on hiatus for at least this Sunday. And then tomorrow I will be literally taking days to just get my mind back. Sometimes preachers got to catch their minds. I realized that I was in a, a need for a hiatus and for a respite when I blew a gasket this morning because the sound wasn't right. And I realized that my aggression wasn't so much because the sound wasn't right, but because I wasn't right. 
And when a leader is fatigued, sometimes they take out the aggression and frustration on people that God has sent to help. And then they don't get up and apologize for it. So to Kyle and to Jomo and to Bobby, to all those that in, incurred the wrath of Khan, my, my humble apologies to you. And I wanted to make sure I did so openly in front of the cameras because humility has got to be something that is set as an example. Leaders are not always right, but a right leader will rectify the wrong. I will say that again. Leaders are not always right, but a right leader will always rectify the wrong. No praise to myself, but just setting the example for how it should be in humility. Amen. So to God be the glory, and thank you for your mercies. Thank you for your forgivenesses. I appreciate you. But as, as I said, I'm not going to be preaching this morning. I'm going to enjoy the word of God that's going to come from a son of this ministry. Son that's returned home for the anniversary. For the great man that God has given us favor to have, this man labored hard and long in the foundation of this ministry. And I know everyone in this room loves him and his wife. His children, Brittany, Lewis, Christopher, Florence. You know, we thank God for Elijah and for Carly. But I bring to you at this moment, at this time, son of this soil, man of God from this house the pastor of perfecting community Los Angeles the husband to my sister my brother Pastor Louis Molini somebody anybody everybody give God praise in this place I thought I was at 311 North Main Street in Freeport New York let me try that one more time somebody give God praise in this building open up your Blessed be the name of the Lord. He is good and greatly to be praised. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will, I will, I will. I may be fatigued. You may be fatigued. You may be going through something. But I will to give him the praise that is due his name. He's been too good, too merciful, too wonderful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to deliver your word. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Lord, my strength and my redeemer, I get out of the way and give you the right of way. Holy Spirit, take free course in this service. We yield to you in everything that we do and say. Satan, we serve notice to you that you are a defeated foe. You have no authority here or any authority over God's people. And we give God all the praise and honor in Jesus' name. One more time, put your hands together and bless the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. It is good to be home. I, 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 it's good to be home. It feels like home. You can always go back home for a visit. For a visit. I'm getting on a plane going home. <laughs> to the great church that Andrea and I pastor. Perfecting Community L.A where the LA stands for love in action. I give honor to my pastor, our covering, my brother, but my pastor, Pastor Donnie McClurkin Jr. Come on, let's give honor to whom honor is due. He's my pastor, he's my friend but I esteem him highly as pastor in a covering. Every pastor needs a pastor. Every pastor needs a pastor. Accountability, somebody who can give you rebuke when you need it, reproof when you need it, praise and push you when you need it, all of those things. So I honor him. I honor everybody in their place. I'm gonna move on quickly because I don't wanna go past my time. Uh, I just want you to know that, that um, PCLA uh, wanted to make sure that we marked, we marked uh, this service with an offering and the ministry uh, sowed $1,000 into the 20th anniversary. Now, now we're, not, we're not a large ministry and it, 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 we're taught well here. It's not equal giving, it's equal. So I only make mention of that because when you're marking something, and this is a point in history, I want you not to miss the moment. Sometimes we miss God's moments in history because we're busy doing and being and coming and, and, and all of that, but we miss the significance of the moment. I'm, I'm going to start preaching in just a second. But there, there's, there's wonderful moments that happen. And last night, God really showed me. He said, everything is in my timing. Two months ago, you couldn't have had this. Or maybe I missed the timing in New York. But, but we've been in a pandemic for over a year, year and a half. So God allowed it to lift while we're marking 20 years. He's saying one period is over and you're about to cross into a new period. 
And so it can't be as business as usual. So I'm going to arrange the timing of everything in the world so PFC can come together in person and celebrate. Don't miss your moment. I have to give honor to the, my wife of 32 plus years. And maybe it's just my opinion, but she looks more beautiful today than the day I married her. Look at that. Stand up. That's my wife. The jeans are strong in the McClurkin family. Looking like twins over there. Bald heads. It's here for the bald heads. So, uh, let's get into the word. Uh, oh, and speaking of new, I'm a grandfather. I'm a grandfather. Louie and his wife Carly had a baby four weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Three, four weeks ago. First time grandparents. And, uh, and my mother is there. I honor her. I'm eating up too much of my time. But, um, and by the way, for the booth, I'm, I'm preaching right now. She's, she's a great-grandmother. I'm a grandfather. And it was an interesting thing because the baby came out looking like me. As you can see on the monitor. Is that not me? My genes are strong. I have strong genes. Good DNA. Good DNA. Forget about it. <laughs> and Louie, you know, you know Louie, we, we were talking. Remember Louie when Andrew would come off the platform and take him by the collar and slide him up against that very wall right there? Before the pony wall was there, it was between the bathrooms. People are nodding. They, they witnessed. And now he's a father. Now, he's a father. Pastor, 20 years. I want, you, I want us to think about something about 20 years. I, I, I'm preaching. I'm going to get to Scripture in a minute. But I want you to think about something. Think of it in terms of life cycles. My son is a father. He grew up in ministry right here. All of those, all of those that were 20-something are now 40-something. All that were 10 are now 30-something, Tyler. He was four. Do you see this man? I looked up. Muscles, handsome, full beard. Man. Running around shy. And now he's doing stuff with media.
But he was four, so now he's 24. There's a generational turn at 20. For those that were just born, they're now 20, going into 21. They're adults now. There's a generational turn at 20. 20 is significant. Pastor, how are you doing? There is something called spiritual DNA. And I'm going to talk about spiritual DNA today. Go to Genesis 1 and 27. I'm going to read some scripture and then we'll get into the message. I'll get out of the way and get on a plane and go home. After I have a slice of pizza because I'm not leaving here. Genesis 1 and 27. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. This is what man was created to be when God created us. With dominion and the ability to subdue everything on the earth. That's the creation of Adam with all of his rights and privileges as he was created to be on this earth. Sin comes in and alters things. Man loses some of his authority and position through sin. But that's not what we were created to be in the first place. We had been given spiritual authority by the creator himself. And that DNA was passed on to Adam. Verse 9. Uh, uh, Genesis 22, verse 9. I'm going to skip ahead now in the story. To Abraham. Now, when Abraham, they came to the place in which God told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, the son of the promise, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay the son. But the angel of the Lord called him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For I know that you fear God. And since you have not withheld your son, watch this. Since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me, then Abraham's 
lifted up his eyes and looked behind him. There was a ram caught in the thicket in the horns, uh, by the horns. Now I want you to go down to verse 15. We know about the ram. Not talking about that today. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven. And this is in reaction to Abraham's faith and obedience. His obedience to give the sacrifice, which made no natural sense. I mean, he tried. This was a, the baby of promise. This is the child of promise. We know about Ishmael. Ishmael wasn't the purpose. It was created out of frustration and waiting. And we create Ishmaels in our lives. We create stuff when we get impatient, stay in the boat. We get impatient and we try other things and we get frustrated. And, and, and God's saying, no, I've got a purpose for you. Each and every one of you has a purpose in the kingdom. Pastor said it just a little earlier. Every single one of us, Michael, has a purpose in the kingdom. And God wants you to be in full submission to him of that purpose. Your full divine yes. You are programmed. You are placed in time for a time on purpose. You are worth something in the kingdom. You are precious to him in the kingdom. You have to understand there's no big eyes or, or, or no big um, little U's or, or big eyes in the kingdom. There's sons and daughters. There's sons and daughters. Now, each of us have a position. There's a position of pastor that's for a function. There's a position for apostle. We throw that name around too much these days. Each one has its function and position for a purpose. But we're all sons and daughters. Now watch this. Because you did not withhold your son, your only son, watch this promise to Abraham. The Abrahamic promise. The blessing. Blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply, watch this, your descendants as the stars of the heavens and the sands which on, on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemy and in your seed all nations of the earth will be blessed. God blessed not only Abraham, but his descendants. So if you're in the lineage of Abraham, there is a blessing that God has determined because of the genetic makeup of that individual that's in the line of the seed of Abraham. There is genetic DNA coming from God that causes a blessing 
because of the relationship and the continuity of the DNA. But you may say, I'm not, I'm not related. I'm not related to Abraham. Mm. There's an adoption. There is an adoption through the blood of the lamb. There is an adoption that we get and we become co-heirs in Christ because God made a place for us. So your lineage may not be in natural terms connected to Abraham. You can't count all of the uh, generations and lineage tracing back in the archives, but God grafts us in to that blessing because of Jesus and the shedding of the blood. And when you receive him, you receive the DNA. There's a DNA change. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. Just like I put up that picture on purpose to show that through me, my grandchild looks like me. And the other day, Louie recorded her sneezing and she sneezes like me. New configuration, I'm not used to it. She sneezes like me because there is a continuity of DNA that has gone through. And, and let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You know, we laugh and joke about Louis because Louis went through some changes. And we talk about lineage and we, we look at Pastor and Andrea and they, and they look alike because there is some natural DNA. But when God gets involved in you, when, when you accept Jesus, the Bible says that we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. And that old things are passed away. Let me tell you something about generational curses that get broken because you decided to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. There may be things in your lineage and in your past that God has gone from generation to generation. You know, I came from a generation, uh, uh, my lineage from my father is not a real positive one. You've heard my testimony, I'm not gonna say it a lot, but he was absent, gone, haven't talked to him since I was 13 years old, not present, not connected. I don't understand it. When I had children, I, I, I understood it less. But now when I watch my father, uh, my son, holding that baby and rocking and attending to the baby and knowing that my son has never been a day without his father. I'm going some. There was a cycle that was destroyed by the anointing. 
does a father who didn't have a father become a father? It's because there was a change in the spiritual DNA that broke a curse that would not allow it to go further to another generation. And now there's a new continuity. He's a praying man. He's a covering to his wife and family. Because of the continuity of a DNA passed on. You're not hearing me. There's a continuity of a blessing that is commanded by God over his life. I can tell you my testimony, and you've heard that when I started in, in advertising, I got a job I wasn't qualified for, that I didn't go to school for, that all of a sudden, next thing you know, I'm a producer at an ad agency making commercials. And I would have to go in the bathroom and pray to God because I had no idea how I got there or what I was doing. And I had to ask God, you got me in here. <laughs> you need to tell me what to do. Because they're looking at me like I should know. <laughs> Louis is a writer and just got promoted to an assistant editor at a regional newspaper. He didn't go to school for journalism. Because the DNA tracks. The DNA tracks. The DNA tracks. Say the DNA tracks. I just watched my spiritual father. He called me son. He came up here and he apologized openly. Now, at PCLA, I, I'm a pastor. And I... I'm the pastor here. And I'm not always right. But I'm transparent. And if I'm wrong, I'll apologize. In the same force and vigor that I did doing wrong. Where did I get that from? The DNA tracks. I'm not trying to big him up. I'm not trying to big him up. I'm saying the DNA tracks. There were things that were passed on because I took the position of son. That the blessing had to track. Integrity is an important thing. In ministry. We have to be integral with everything we, we do. Even in, our, in, even in our growing up stage, just like here, we had to have the books right. We have to have the things right. We have to have, you know, we're having board meetings about not much, but talking vision. Because in the beginning, there isn't much to do when you're first starting from nothing. 
But everybody's got a position and everybody has to do their report. And every, where'd that come from? Continuity of DNA. The DNA tracks. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. You know that you are a curse breaker, that you are a cycle ender, that you are a difference maker. Do you know that you are destined to change your family, your community, the place you're employed, everywhere you put your foot, you're supposed to change the atmosphere. Things are going to be different. Nations are going to be blessed because of you, because your DNA is hooked up to the Abrahamic promise and that through you all nations yes you you right here in Freeport you you all nations all ethnicities all ethnos everywhere is blessed because you're in the presence you're in the area you're in the region God sent you wherever he sends you you bring the Abrahamic blessing with you because the DNA tracks PFC, the DNA tracks. There are people I'm looking at that I probably don't even know who I am. There are new people here in five years. I got it, I got it, I got it. That are here that are like, who's that guy? You don't know Pastor Malik? No. But I see DNA. I see DNA. I say the kids that, 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 we're following me around in media and now are taking charge and doing it because the DNA tracks. I see all the renovations and the technology advancing beyond me as it should because I'm old. And the next generation has to come up and not start from scratch, but build on top of the foundation of the generation before it the generation before it lays the foundation and then the dna needs to track to the next one that's why the younger people have to stay close to the generation that is before it and the generation before it teach 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 don't be fearful you're supposed to teach yourself out of a job You gotta leave DNA, you gotta sow seed, you gotta sow seed. Matthew 16. Oh geez, I gotta hurry. This is good. This is what I'm, I, I, I'll edit. Peter and Jesus are having a conversation. He's talking to his disciples and he asks, who do people say that I am? And he says, Peter's answer, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered him and said, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah. Flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. But my father, relationship, who is in heaven. But I also say to you that you are Peter, changed his DNA. 
because of the revelation he had about who Jesus was. Not that it was Peter, it was Peter's revelation of who Christ was that he said, now this, watch this. Blessed are you. And, and, and I'm going to change your name to Peter. And upon this rock, what is the rock? The revelation of who Christ is. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth, I'm going to back you up because in heaven, because the DNA tracks. You know who I am. Christ is in us. And if he's in us and he gives that authority, we have that DNA that tracks. You have the authority to loose and bind. The problem is we deny our heritage. We deny who we are. Society wants you to deny who you are. People around you, the enemy wants you you to live beneath your spiritual privilege and inheritance. We're supposed to be blessed with blessing. And we're supposed to multiply in multiplication. And we're supposed to have the keys of the kingdom. And we're supposed to be binding and loosing. Because the DNA that God gave Jesus... Jesus gives to Peter, representing the church, and the church has to walk in the track of the DNA that is in us. Watch this. I'm going to end because I'm a minute over. Romans 8 and 18. For I consider the sufferings of this present time not worthy to be compared to the earnest expectation of the creation, which is uh, of the, I'm sorry, worthy to be compared with the glory that it shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of creation is eagerly waiting for the manifestation or the revelation of the sons of God. Sons and daughters. What are sons and daughters? They're connected genetically through the spiritual DNA. Do you know this whole earth is waiting? Everything that is going on, pandemic, Middle East, China, See, all this stuff, you've been focusing on the pandemic. Meanwhile, Russia and China are going crazy. And all kinds of things are happening in the globe. And there's volcanoes going off and earthquake in diverse places. And everything is in chaos. And it's all groaning, waiting for those that are genetically connected to Christ to stand up and be sons and daughters and walk in your blessing, walk in your authority and start loosing and binding because the DNA tracks. Pastor, we've got to start walking in who we are 
and whose we are. We've got to walk and talk like our daddy. Our daddy. Our father. Jesus, when he was on earth, saying, I'm doing what I hear my father say. I'm only doing what I'm told. I'm only doing what I, I, I see and hear in heaven. I'm only reflecting what's there. We should be doing exactly the same thing because the DNA spiritually should be tracking. And if it's not tracking, then you better shake yourself and wake up and start walking in your authority and in your heritage and you start changing the atmosphere. And you don't let people tell you who you're not. Pastor Lassus was talking about my mother being an intercessor and that growing. Since she's been at the church, that is the transformation that has happened in her. She's always been a praying woman. She's always had a heart for God. But I'm watching her being a church mother. For, pastor, for real. She will, she will have somebody come on her heart. She'll pray for them. She said, uh, uh, I hope it's okay, Pastor. But, you know, uh, Sister Sally, I, I called her because I was worried about her. And we had a good talk. And I just want you to know I've been doing it. I'm saying, you, you're walking in being who you are. Because the DNA tracks. Sit, sit, sit. I'm done. I'm done. My purpose for this message here is to remind us individually what DNA we have in us. He's in the Father. The Son's in us. We're supposed to be one. If if there's anything in your life that is disrupting the flow of the DNA, you got to get it out. I said anything. Sin is one thing, but there are other things. Fear is a thing. Disobedience is a thing. Procrastination is a thing. Settling for mediocrity is a thing. Anything that disrupts you walking in the Abrahamic blessing, you got to get it out. Anything blocking the authority that is given us by Christ Jesus, you got to get it out. Sometimes we got to get us out. We got to get us out because us gets in the way. I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like studying. I don't feel like fasting. God's saying, no, 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 you're focusing on the wrong thing. I'm, don't worry about this temporary discomfort. I got a glory. I have a sign to you that will be only revealed when you're, when you're obedient. Even unto the sacrifices, Abraham was obedient because he did, was, uh, was blessed because he was obedient and he was making a sacrifice. PFC. 20 years. 
You're about to turn a page. You have turned a page. We're at the beginning of 21. Make sure we're walking in our authority. Make sure we're true to our DNA. And if it's not tracking, remember it flows from the head down the beard, the anointing to the hem of the garment, the whole man, the flow not interrupted. Stay in the boat. Walk in your authority. Walk in obedience. And walk in power. In Jesus' name. God bless you. Spoken like a true pastor. Spoken like a true man of God. Somebody praise God for the DNA track of Pastor Louis Molini. So as we begin our trek, in our journey as we walk into year 21 in this 21st year of the 21st century I want us to understand that we are going to show forth the work of the Lord and we are going to demonstrate the true level of ministry that God has put in us not just as a church, but individually. You must know that every one of you has an individual ministry that circumstances and life has not changed it. No, 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 I'm very serious. Because a lot of us get caught up in the church, in the, in the, in the church organization, and forget that we have a life. Forget that there's a life that God calls us to, that we can't just live in front of the congregation, but we must live in private with the same integrity. I don't hear you. I don't hear you. It's important. It's important. It's important that people can see the DNA of God in us. That we are not one thing in front of the camera, one thing in front of the congregation, and something else in stealth and private. But that when they see us, they can see Christ in us, the hope of glory. Christ in you, though. Listen, aren't we tired of seeing, you know, marginalized and, and, and fake Christianity? So when do we ever think, do we ever imagine that we could be the very ones perpetrating this? If we fail to live holy before God and before the people. I take this very seriously. I take this very seriously. I can laugh and joke with everyone. But when it comes to my walk with Christ, it's got to be something that's first done strongly in private. It's got to be something real in private. I don't hear anybody. 
you know, how you live in private is really what your character is. And we must make sure we have good character and a great relationship with Jesus Christ. What I will not do in front of the people, I cannot do in private. And I'm not, I'm not re-preaching this, but I'm just saying, what I, what, what, I, what I will not do in front of the people, I cannot do in private because I have to keep integrity with God. I have to keep integrity with God. That is our goal. That is our job. That is our assignment is to represent God with his true love, with the true mission and purpose of the kingdom, and to live an abundant life. To live an abundant life. Are you hearing me? Don't worry about your past. Your past is just that past. Your past, somebody said, my past is past. And it doesn't even matter anymore. I don't care what you were involved in before. Everyone has an X. Everyone is an X something. And just because we get prettied up in salvation don't mean that we forget. But, the, but you know, because we, you can't judge people harshly based on your own past. But what you've got to do is you've got to live this thing so rightly before God. doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect, but it's got to have the it's got to have the stamp of God's approval. What I say, what I do, where I go, how I walk, how I think, it's got to have the stamp of God's approval because I've got to be seen as his son. You've got to be seen as a son and daughter. Anybody? I thank God for every word that's been preached here this week. I thank God for every word that has been preached here this week. This has been a life-changing week. And I will hold it dear to my heart. And I will internalize it and I will make sure that I exemplify it in my walk. God has blessed us and graced us and we will go home all the more enriched. But to those of you that are in this room, this room is only now. Now get this, a, 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 a satellite congregation. This room is almost filled, almost filled with people. Today is the largest crowd that we've had since the pandemic 15, 16 months ago. Amen. And put your mask on. Put your mask on on this side. I told y'all, put your mask on. I ain't playing with you. Put your mask on. You won't get a shot, then put your mask on. Well, if you got a shot, why are you on that side? Get over to the other side. What is wrong with you? I already gave... My sister's going to argue with me? You are going to do what I tell you to do. Because the DNA tracks. And you will do what it tells you to do. My sister's going to come back with me. No good well, she got two shots and then stand over there with the cootie people. But this has been a great trans transitional period in ministry. Around the world, we have seen church change. Church has changed in the last 16 months. 
And I don't think it will ever be the same again. Thank you, Jesus. We found out that a lot of stuff we were doing was just fluff. Hours of fluff. Hours. It's almost 1250. That'll make an hour and 50 minutes we've been in church. Now y'all know good well we are a three hour church. Four on a Holy Ghost day. And people will never be able to sit and watch a service again for three hours because God cut through all the fluff because most of the stuff wasn't worth 10 cents know-how. God has caused the image of the church to be reconstituted. He has caused us to, now he broke us, so now we're growing straight. But in so doing, we must represent him in his way. He must be seen. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And sin cannot play a part in this. Sin cannot play a part in this. He died to save us from sin, not to excuse our sin. He didn't die so that we could continue in sin and have an excuse called grace. He died so that our sins would have been crucified on the cross and that we would be free to abundant, righteous living. The worst thing in the world to do is to betray, not portray, betray the relationship with a God that paid all the price by going back into the sin that he saved you from. No, no, no. And if there's anyone in this room that says, hey, Pastor Donnie, honestly, I know that I'm wrong. I know that I'm wrong. And I'm not making any excuses. I'm coming back to the foot of the cross. I'm coming back to the blood that cleanses. And I want to be purified and I want to be made right. I want to repent. Repent is not just admitting that you've done something wrongly. But repenting is admitting that you've done something wrongly and turning away from it and not doing it again. Now there may be some people in the room that want to repent before God and it's a beautiful thing. It is not embarrassing to repent. It's wonderful to know that you've got the grace of God that allows you to repent. It is a benefit to those that are in a relationship with him. And to anyone that's watching that may have never been saved or may have fallen away, repentance is available for every one of us at this very second, at this very moment, because you are watching and you are here by divine order. So let's pray together. Let's all pray together. Amen. Everyone standing, we're going to honor God. We're going to honor God. Everyone standing. And I'm trying not to break down in tears. But this is the most beautiful part of the service. When we can come back before the Lord and say, fix me. Oh, fix me. Oh, fix me. Oh, oh, fix me. Fix me, Jesus. 
no matter what it is, I don't want to pretend I'm right when I'm wrong. Oh, oh, fix me. From my attitude to my heart. Oh, oh fix me. So that I confess something and live another. Oh, oh, fix me. Fix me, Jesus. Fix me. Somebody just raise both of your hands and just say, Oh, oh fix me. From the depth of your soul, say, Say, Lord Jesus, wash me, cleanse me from the core of my being to every essence of who I am. Cleanse me, Jesus. Fix me from my broken practices. Fix me from my broken mentality. Lord God, make me holy. Cleanse me. Purify me. I renounce my sins. And I cling to you. I give you my life. All of my life. Every hidden part of my life. For the rest of my life. Change me. Transform me. Wash me clean. Today. By your grace, through my faith, I am forgiven. Today, by your grace and holy, thank you, Jesus. Now everyone give God praise.